Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Principal Correspondent with Information Security Media Group. CyberSoc or the next generation SOC has been the buzzword in the past year. What makes CyberSoc different from traditional SOC we all know about? What does organizations need to know about implementing CyberSoc? Speaking more on this is Adesh Gaude, Principal R&D and Innovation at ProWise Consulting. Welcome Adesh. Thank you Suparna for having me on this podcast. So Adesh, as we all know, SOC plays an important part in a company's security strategy. In your opinion, how has the role of SOC evolved over the years? So if you take time span of last five years, first and foremost, you would understand that the threat detection capabilities have evolved by themselves. The threat landscape has evolved by itself. Earlier, the threat landscape was very restricted to IT-based security hacks, application layer security hacks, or internal security threats. But over a period of time, with the advent of mobility coming on and the data being uh, becoming so important, IoT-based systems. So the threat landscape has really, really expanded. And that has put a demand on the SOC for the ability to detect such threats. So SOC as an industry or SOC as a technology also has evolved. So five years ago, SOC was primarily a signature based, rule based. So if you write a rule, it will report against that rule. For example, if you say, I want to know all those people who have logged on using the VPN, but are also physically logged on in the headquarters. So that's an exception that you cannot be physically present in the headquarters at the same time remotely logged on. So this is a rule defined, right? However, over a period of time, what has happened is it is nearly impossible to write a rule or try and predict an attack. So the known attack surfaces have actually shrunk and there is a huge vacuum created for unknown attack surfaces. So the unknown attacks is what basically we need to look for and have the ability to detect unknown attacks. So the whole SOC technology is shifting from signature and log based rule sets to ability to detect unknown attacks, which is anomaly based detection. So that's a major shift that has happened in the SOC technology. So AI, machine learning, user behavior analysis, data analytics, all these technologies are coming in in the security operations center okay to identify detect and respond to the unknown attack surfaces and and the next two years the conventional soft technologies will be obsolete and you will see more and more uh, cognitive cybersecurity taking place okay adesh so adesh given the importance of csoc now what according to you is effective way an organization can implement a cybersoc or have a proper cybersoc program in place so so cybersoc or for that matter soc looks at three broader categories of uh, threat detection first is technical compliance so technical compliance is your servers your infrastructure your your whole networking infrastructure needs to comply with some minimum security baselines as defined by cis or or NIST or SANS. So technical compliance check is one key area within the SOC. Second key area is information security compliance. In terms of the organization and the enterprise's information security governance policies, processes, and the compliance to that. The third area is cybersecurity compliance. Now, cybersecurity compliance is where typically ability to detect attack surfaces, known attack surfaces, data security, the access control and all of that basically comes into picture. So the first and most important thing that a CISO should consider is what is the current maturity of their SOC capabilities and what is the maturity that they want to aim in the coming timeline. So first step is understanding your current state and your overall maturity. Second, what part of the business or technology 
we are trying to detect threats and respond threats for so that what we call as a threat modeling the threat modeling is a very key exercise that a ceo would need to consider because let's say for example if it's a bank the threat landscape is different within bank if you take for example treasury within treasury if you take for example front office the front office threat landscape or threat model or threat lists is different than the internet banking retail operation so for a ceo depending upon the industry that he or she is in they need to understand the threat modeling landscape and they got to define this threat modeling landscape that what are the threats that that are prevalent to that given industry or that given organization or that given geography so that's step number 2 so once i have understood my current maturity and the roadmap and then the threat landscape then you start putting in your implementation in place that is the sock going to run 24 by 7 is it going to cover multiple geographies and if the geographies are being covered what are the relevant compliance that i need to basically take care of from a technical compliance point of view information security compliance point of view so you got to basically define your scope and coverage of the sop and then the fourth step is looking at the technology there are various technologies available in c sop and these all have to be well orchestrated so defining and documenting and having a very clear cut technology approach like am i only going to do sop monitoring are we going to do forensics in that are we going to look at endpoint security so what are the sop services that basically we will be providing for the sop basis which the technology stack has to be very clearly defined then the fourth element is the operating model the operating model of the sop Uh, how is the escalation going to happen are we going to report these to it team separately or security ops team separately so the entire operating model of the sock has to be very clearly defined and decided and the fifth and the last and the most important step is performance metrics how effective each role is how effective each technology is how effective each process is what is the key outcomes coming out of the sock how are we going to meet our sls so these are five areas that that any ceo need to look at it and i'll just quickly summarize it for you first being the overall maturity second being the threat modeling and uh, threat landscape that they have to decide third is the technology uh, landscape fourth is the operating model and fifth is the performance metrics Okay Adesh so given the different steps of implementation of CSOC how long is the rollout process typically what are the different phases of a rollout process of a SOC of a CyberSOC yeah see it really depends but typically there are various capabilities of a CSOC so let's start with the basics so first capability is logging or rule based logging and if you want to cover all your devices this is a phase typically takes anywhere between a month to 3 months where you are able to collect log from all your devices and have rule based exceptions defined and documented so that's a typical phase then you normalize and further optimize on this is another 3 months time wherein your operating processes get streamlined your sls are optimized so it's a it's a 6 month process where you have stabilized your operations you are part of the chain management of the organization and it's it's an ongoing business as usual now this is a conventional way but let's say you want to add and expand the scope of cybersoc and get into forensics for example get into endpoint threat detection so more and more you expand the services of the soc those technologies have to be integrated into the soc typically if you want to bring in these these extended technologies into the soc another 3 to 4 months to get on the a full matured cybersecurity operation center is a 9 month affair and then it's a continuous evolving process you can then add capabilities for packet monitoring packet inspection threat hunting threat deception and it's a continuous affair but any any organization that really wants to derive benefit 
from a SOC, CSOC, and they're starting ground zero. They can put a three, six, and a nine month milestone, starting with log collection capabilities. Then the next milestone, six month, would be stabilizing operations and the performance metrics and the SLAs being rationalized. And the ninth month milestone could be integrating other technologies where you extend the ability of the SOC. And thereafter, then it's a continuous evolution and maturity, depending on the roadmap. So, Adesh, something I just came across. So, given the capability of CyberSOC, do you think, given the today's threat landscape, SOC is still prevalent when people are moving towards CyberSOC? Not really. Actually, the word SOC is very interchangeably used. So, the security operations. So today, in matured organizations, they have a SecOps as a department. So, SecOps takes care of device management, configuration, and all the operations part of it. Then they have the monitoring function which is what right now we're calling cybersecurity operator, right? So today, with more and more organizations going this journey, CSOC has a split. The SecOps part of it is separate and the threat monitoring part of it and the threat detection part of it is separate. So SOC is really uh, not, I mean, you will not find the word SOC used very often going forward. It would be SecOps or it would be CSOC. Okay. So realistically speaking, so what kind of attacks are there that don't get detected by a SOC? Very good question, Suparna. First and foremost, I I want to highlight this fact that one can't get a hundred percent assurance that every single attack or a potential attack will get detected by a CSOC. It's next to impossible. So one should not rely hundred percent on a SOC ops or a SOC operations to detect every attack. One needs to have alternative technologies and controls in place. And I'll give you an uh, example. One customer that we're working for, a very high-profile customer, while we had the SOC in place, we also had parallelly uh, packet interception capabilities in place. There was an instance when a firewall was bypassed and the firewall did not log it, the attack. The firewall did, did not pop up in the SOC. However, the attack was happening in real time. So we were actually also parallelly intercepting packets in the real time. So our packet intercepting technology that we were using actually highlighted that there is an attack that is right now uh, happening. And then we were able to respond to it. So one should not solely rely on the SOC's ability to, to detect. One needs to have alternative mechanisms as well. Sure. So can we say that probably SOCs of today are more effective against targeted attacks? Uh, yes, you can say that. So for the known and the targeted attacks, yes. For the known signatures, yes. But the SOC technology is evolving. And then you would see in the next 12 to 18 months with the advent of machine learning and AI, uh, unknown attack surface detection is what this whole industry is moving towards. And that's that's really what what cybersecurity is all about. You would not know what's gonna what's gonna come your way, so you have to be prepared for the unknown attack surface. And and that's what the uh, CSOC technology is moving towards. Sure, Adesh, thanks a lot for speaking on CyberSOC and its relevance today. Uh, thank you, Suparna. Nice talking to you. You were listening to Adesh Gaude for ICMG Nation. This is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.